How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon alive. That's why Seed developed a patented two-in-one capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Welcome to the High Vibration Living Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, beauty, travel, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. Only you know what your body needs. Let this be the reminder that you have the power to tap in and know the food, self-care, and spiritual practices that will best serve you. I will be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can feel your best and live your dreams. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome back to the High Vibration Living Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is a really fun episode today. I am chatting with Kelsey Aida. She is the best-selling author and transformation facilitator who helps women align with their highest potential and love themselves through the process. You may be familiar with Kelsey through her podcast, High Vibing It. The High Vibe It podcast has over 200 episodes with her co-host, Lindsay Robinson. They share insights on how to live a more aligned, inspired life while manifesting your genuine desires. Manifestation is definitely one of the things that Kelsey is an expert on and using your vibrational energy in order to more quickly attract that manifestation is one of her specialties. And we talk a little bit about that here on the podcast today. We kind of go into all the different things that have been going on in her life recently from getting married to getting a new puppy and how she's finding her new routine and making time for herself with everything that's changed around her. What is also really interesting about Kelsey is her natural psychic abilities and how she uses that when she works with clients to help them kind of better visualize, feel, lean into their blocks or what's not serving them so they can get past that and move into a more aligned life. But that sounds very serious. Our conversation is light and fun and joyful and I just had a really good time and I hope you have the same as you tune in. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Kelsey Aida. Cheers. Hi, Kelsey. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm really excited to chat and learn with you and from you today just because I think we both are like-minded in the way that we understand that everything is energy and a vibration. And if we raise our own vibration, then we can connect and attract more of the things that we're dreaming about and would like to have in our life right now. 
It's true. It's true. I'm excited about it. And I saw that you just rebranded your show. And now both of our podcasts have such similar names, which I was like, perfect, on the same page. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because my passion is helping people understand high vibration food and how the food that we eat affects our physical vibration, which then affects how we manifest and how we move through life and who we naturally become connected to. Food is one foundation of increasing that vibration. To you, what are the ways that one person can raise their vibration? Yeah, that's a good question. So your approach is a thousand percent correct. And if we take that same approach and we zoom out, like food is one form of nourishment that can help us to change our vibration. But I want everyone to, or I challenge everyone to start thinking about all different forms of nourishment or depletion whenever you're taking anything in. So whether it's something that you're looking at visually, is that nourishing you or is it depleting you? Is it um, the conversations that you're having with people, are they nourishing you or are they depleting you? Um, the type of sleep that you're getting, the activities that you're spending your time on, like every single thing can be a form of nourishment or it can be depleting you um so something to think about like i like to think about the shows that you're watching too like a lot of people don't take this into consideration they love to watch those shows like give them anxiety and bring up the cortisol and the stress levels and the thrillers and the you know black mirror and every other thing out there that's like not very conducive to feeling better right and it's just something to become aware of and i feel like as you naturally start to become more aware, more conscious, and your vibration does start to rise, those old habits and things that didn't serve you naturally start to fall away or you start to become like repelled by them. Like, ugh, yes. I don't like that anymore. I don't like unhealthy food anymore. I don't like not working out anymore. I don't like watching horror films anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't like, you know, whatever it is. Um, so it's something to like work towards, but also something that naturally happens as you progress, yeah. I would say. Um, so to answer your question, it's everything that you do, but you specialize in the food, right? That's your niche. So if we just yeah. zoom out, apply that to every area of your life, relationships, especially because everything is a relationship. You know, your home life is your home feeling mm -hmm. nourishing and safe to you, like everything. Just look around and ask, like, is this nourishing for me or how could I make it more nourishing? Is there something in your life that you've had to look at over the past few weeks and you zoomed out and you saw, wow, like this is not nourishing me. I have to find a way to move this out of my life or shift in a different way so this isn't taking so much energy from me. Yeah, for sure. So I recently just got married and I just got a puppy. So there's been a lot of big changes in my life and I've really had to learn um, like taking personal space <laughs> and boundaries because my husband started a new job and he's been like super stressed and frustrated because he's like new at it and he feels like he doesn't know what he's doing and he's like, oh, I don't know if it's working and he is just like losing it. And I'm like, bro, I don't need, I don't need that. I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to take the dog on a walk. Uh, so it's not that, you know, we need to get rid of him forever. I love him. I just married him. But <laughs> there are some ways to relate better where I'm like helping our relationship and helping my relationship to myself <laughs> at the same time. So that's like probably the most recent uh, thing I'm navigating is just 
living in such a small space with such mm-hmm. a big person. He's six seven, first of all, and his energy—he is just like his energy radiates. So if it's good, it's radiating. If it's bad, it's radiating. Like there's no escaping like whatever he's feeling because his energy is just so big. So it's been interesting living with a giant, with a giant personality, and just navigating that. <laughs> Because yeah, I'm like, I'm like, babe, just, just breathe, just feel through it. Like, let's talk about it, and it just like makes him more frustrated. And he's like, don't give me advice right now. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm not your coach. I'm other people's coach, not your coach. I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> I found like as you like move through understanding what spirituality is for you and you keep evolving and growing and understanding yourself and you become more sensitive. You can start to feel your own energetic field, feel other people's, that you find you need more time to refuel by yourself. And, you know, how do you do that when you want to be in love and have a husband or a boyfriend or a partner, you know, and then to be able to let them know when you need your own personal time and space to recharge. Yeah, and to not make it about them. Like, oh, you're driving me so crazy, I have to go to the gym. It's more just like, I'm gonna go to the gym. See you later, bye. (laughs) And because like, it's so easy for us to make things mean something, right? So like, if I need to go in the sauna for an hour and leave and leave him with the dog and he's already having a stressful day, like he could make that mean, oh, she's super annoyed of me, or, you know, we're not in love anymore, she needs space for me, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Or it could just mean, like, you know, she's going to the gym. The end, right? We assign so many meanings to things, and usually it's the meanings that we assign to things that are causing the unnecessary pain and suffering. Because there's going to be pain in life, there's going to be pain points, there's going to be, you know, contrast before the expansion. That's just a part of the process. But... I think the unnecessary suffering, there's a lot of improvement to be had there because a lot of that is not just from the experience or the circumstances that are challenging, but what we're telling ourselves about it, which is a lot of the work that I do with my coaching clients is mindset work, emotional work, self-love work, manifestation work, but a lot of it comes down to the stories that we're telling ourselves and can we look at our life in a different way? Because if you can... Then you can find instant relief and you can have an instant shift in perspective, instant shift in your mood, instant shift in your vibration, and then the shifts in your life are to follow over time. So how do we change the stories we're telling ourselves if we know we're in on a hamster wheel, in a rut, saying the same story to ourselves over and over again, and we know it's not serving us, how do we let it go? Yeah, that's a great question. It's easier or harder depending on how long you've been practicing the story. (laughs) So Mm. if you've been telling yourself the same story for a long time and you have a lot of energetic momentum behind that belief or that thought and it's been drilled into you over the years and then you think it so much that it becomes your reality and then you're just proving it to yourself over and over and over, that is a little bit stickier, right? It's not just going to go away in five seconds of doing energy work. Like you're probably going to need to start by just simply being open to the possibility that maybe that's not the only truth. So if you're open, like, okay, let's let's give an example because this will be easier. Let's say if like none of your relationships have been working out and you made that mean that you are unlovable. So now you have this deep rooted like fear slash belief that you are not a lovable person. 
you're not just going to be able to look yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm lovable every day and just like feel better. That's probably not going to work. So what you got to do is you have to be like, okay, am I open to seeing myself as someone who is potentially lovable? Well, yes, because that would feel better. That's what I want, right? I want to see myself that way. So first of all, can I know for certain that like my past relationships didn't work out because I was unlovable? Like, is that the fact of the reality or was it because they were emotionally unavailable was it because we were simply not compatible people was it because we didn't have anything in common (laughs) like there's a lot of reasons why relationships don't work right they're not all meant to work forever so when you start to question things and not take your beliefs as the truth of life you can open yourself to new stories and new possibilities and just that sliver of opening is enough to start asking for new evidence and new belief from your life and from the universe so you can be like okay I don't want to feel like I'm unlovable I've looked at these past relationships with a therapist or someone who can help me like really make sense of this and now I'm realizing it wasn't always me you know maybe I didn't do my best but it's not because I'm unlovable And so I'm open to seeing myself as more lovable. Like, how can I prove it to myself that I am lovable? Well, look at the people who do love you. Look at how you're loving you by doing this work. Look at how your dog loves you. Like, there is evidence to support any belief that you want to hold if you look for it. But a lot of people are just looking for what they want to look for and making themselves feel bad and worse and worse. Does that make sense? It totally does. What What is it that your clients are coming to you and seeking advice for right now? Is there a particular topic that most of your clients or your audience really wants to learn more about that they can do on their own at home? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So a lot of people come to me for coaching Usually it starts with, well, either they've come to one of my retreats, and that's something I offer with all my retreats, so they get sucked into my world that way, or they're at some sort of like challenge or pain point in their life. So whether it's like they're in the process of healing from a breakup or they're overwhelmed with motherhood and life in general, or they're feeling really lonely or they're suffering from anxiety, depression. Um, A lot of people find me when they're in a lower vibrational space because they want to feel better, understandably so, as they should. And they end up sticking around after they start to feel better because the work shifts from like troubleshooting problems and working through feelings and raising your vibration to then you get more into the fun stuff where you're manifesting and things are getting easier and faster and funner. Um, But to answer your question as far as like specific topics, an overlying theme that's happened my whole coaching career is not knowing how to feel your feelings in a way where you don't hurt yourself or others and wanting to love yourself more but not knowing how which I feel like feeling your feelings in a healthy way is a form of self-love so it all kind of falls under the umbrella of self-love and I call the work that I do radical self-love because it's not just loving yourself when it's easy to it's not just loving the parts of yourself that are really likable it's easy to love those parts right but it's hard to love the part of you that's super anxious. It's hard to love your inner critic. It's hard to love the part of you that self-sabotages all your relationships. It's hard to love the part of you that won't get off your back, right? But what I help people to do is to really 
understand like every little aspect of themselves, their preferences, their values, their desires. And with understanding comes compassion. With compassion comes peace. With peace comes clarity. And then from there, you can see how the vibration naturally naturally like raises itself um, just from getting honestly curious about yourself. I feel like curiosity is one of the main keys in the work that I do that opens people to new possibilities and gets them out of like bad habits or stuck mindsets or patterns that they've been in forever. Is it because you're having them pose questions to themselves that they've never even thought of asking? Sometimes, yeah. Or a lot of times too, I'm getting like, intel and information from like their spirit team and they'll be like here's they'll be like here's the thing that this person needs to hear in order to like get over this thing and I'm like okay and I tell them and then they're like oh my god I feel so much better I'm like yeah (laughs) because you never thought of it like that before or you never you know saw it from that perspective before but the work that I do it's a lot of like mindset and talking through things but also there's Um, an energetic aspect where I can like visually look at my clients through the screen and see like some stuff that's going on if there's heaviness or blockages or if we need to do any clearings and I do something similar to Reiki but I don't call it Reiki because I'm not Reiki certified it's more of an intuitive form of energy healing that I've just kind of like been born through me and out of me over the years of doing this work um and I use my hands to like move energy a lot for people so that's that's another way that I work with them but we do all kinds of fun stuff it gets more fun like in the beginning it's usually heavier stuff and you're like ah it's so uncomfortable but then like once you get good at it you're like oh my god my life is so much better I feel so good let's do it you know (laughs) yeah I love that because when we make an appointment to work with any sort of coach or any sort of person to help us level up or to get rid of the things that aren't serving us, I feel like we often need someone to have those psychic abilities, to have those abilities to see or feel what's in our way that maybe we can't even recognize is in our way. We know we're stuck or blocked or we can see that there's a better life for us, but we can't put it into words and we can't figure out what it is. So we need that ability. We need someone in our lives to have that ability to kind of see through. Exactly. It's hard to get into your own blind spots sometimes. So like you can do a lot of work on yourself and by yourself and with yourself. You can do all the shadow work and stuff, but I think there is definitely a benefit. Like even I have a facilitator that I go to. I think like everyone should have someone in their life that they go to when they need. Maybe not all day, every day. Maybe not once a week for the rest of your life. But like I think in certain seasons and just to some degree of regularity, it's good to have someone with clarity and insight who's not in the problems with you, who's not in the beliefs with you, who can like – put their hand down into that hole that you're in and help pull you out. Because, like, if you're stuck in this hole and you don't got no ladder, you don't got no rope, all you have is yourself, like, it's going to be hard to get out of there. <laughs> yes. And that is kind of just the flow of life. It's it's never a flat plane. You aren't always going up and you aren't always going down. There's, there's ebbs and flows. And so you have to find those people that you're going to kind of keep in your tool belt to reach out to when you – you know you're stuck and you need to move forward. Yeah, and it's fun too, like having these live 
tools and like someone who can tailor a session to you because it's one thing to like do a guided meditation which is awesome I love them or you know go to a group yoga class or whatever it is but for example like I have this one client and she's obsessed with like the way that I guide her through stuff live in real time because I'm watching her on the zoom right and like feeding her all this stuff that is exactly what she needs here in that moment to open up to change her vibration and she's like oh can we do that thing again today like every session (laughs) and it never it never never fails because it's like having someone on your side in real time with insight into what would get you to where you want to go. Um, That's just a powerful tool that I would invite more people to utilize, whether it's me or somebody else. Um, It's just so good to have someone in your corner like that. Absolutely. Well, what, what are the modalities and practices that you are really into for yourself right now? Yeah, for myself, um, I really just stick to the basics, honestly. (laughs) I'm someone who is very spiritual, but I'm of the mindset of I'm a spiritual being who came into this human body to live a human experience. So I'm going to embrace my humanity and my body and do human stuff, right? So I'm not like one of those people who's always just hanging out in the ethers, like meditating all the time. No, I like to work out. I like to go for walks. I like to get a lot of sunshine. I just literally, you'll be proud of me, even though you didn't know me before, changed my whole diet I used to eat so like not nourishing food that was like really one of the last pieces of like big health growth for me was the food piece so the last year I've been eating super good super nourishing and I really just honestly my practices are just like daily life and enjoying the moments where I can the most that I can doing the things that I know bring me joy what has changed in your life since you've changed your diet? What do you think oh you've gosh. been able to attract so or evolve into since you just made that one tweak? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm healing cervical dysplasia. Like, it is going away. So that's pretty nuts. That's that. why that's why I started because I was having, like, some cervical issues. And I met this nutritionist on my retreat. Oh, the coolest people come to my retreats. It's so crazy. And she was like, girl, you got to get together. Like your cervix is not happy with your diet. And I was like, I know, you're right. And um, ever since I switched to, basically I was eating a lot of empty carbs, a lot of cereal, a lot of pasta, a lot of gluten, yeah. uh, not a lot of vegetables, um, some meat, but like not really high quality meat. And now I'm doing a lot of vegetables, a lot of bone broth that I make at home, um, a lot of good local organic um, meats, veggies, fruits, um, sourdough bread that's like baked fresh by one of my neighbors, basically. Uh, Just taking it back to the basics, really. (laughs) And I have been needing less sleep. I have had more energy. My mood is more stable. I used to get very hangry, and I thought that was, like, normal. I thought it was, like, genetic. Like, oh, everyone in my family gets hangry, right? All these Raldis, they're hangry people. But when I started eating better, like, three weeks later, I was like, dang, I only get hungry without the anger. This is crazy. (laughs) So I'm not hangry anymore. Yeah, Um, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things like I could go on. But really, I noticed, especially with the sleep, I used to need probably 10 hours of sleep a day. And now I can probably sleep like eight and I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. And how do you find, how do you 
feel and how does your nervous system feel when you drink your homemade bone broth? It feels so good. I can literally see it psychically like nourishing every cell of my body. And because I make it, it feels very like witchy because I'm like putting everything in the cauldron and like making the magic. And then like, you know, 24, 48 hours later, I'm just like, this is the golden juice of life. And then I drink it. (laughs) I love that. It's so true. You know, I find that it's just super nourishing and grounding and that I can just see my nervous system calming down. Um, Mm -hmm. But I love that you have that physical and visual feeling of that golden broth running through your veins, nourishing every element of you. I'm sure that actually really supports what it's doing for you. Yeah, I'm all about like in one of my books, uh, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation, it's like a pink manifesting manual and there's a bunch of exercises. And one of the exercises that I put in each chapter is how to bless your water to make you a vibrational match to whatever your goal is. So a really easy way people can do this is let's say if you do want to love yourself more but like you don't know where to start, oh, this is the easiest thing you can do. Okay, good. We both have our water. So I'll guide us we through have it. Our so, water. Let's do yes, it. If you're listening on the other side of this, grab your water, grab your tea, something hydrating, not like coffee or soda, something hydrating. So water's the best so you have your water it's in your hands and what you're gonna do is visualize something or someone that you really love so much so this could be your partner this could be your dog this could be your cat this could be your sibling not you pick someone or something else that you really love and it's easy for you to like conjure up that feeling of love okay so you probably have a little smile on your face you're just thinking of this person or this thing that you love you're getting so happy okay So all that love that's in your heart, I want you to just let it like pour over your whole body and let it get bigger and let it get warmer and let it expand. And then as you breathe, I want you to channel this love into your water and imagine that this energy is going into the water and changing the cellular structure of the water because it is, because water is very energetically responsive. So just putting that love into the water for about 30 seconds here. Just keeping that vision in your head of that person or that thing. Or maybe it's not a vision. Maybe it's a smell. Maybe it's a memory. Whatever it is, just pouring that love into the water as you breathe and relax and have a nice little experience. And then as you've done some of that, you can keep doing it as I keep talking. But you're just breathing that energy into the water. The water is getting charged. The energy is changing. And then whenever you're ready, whenever you're done having a grand old time just being in that little love bubble, you can ingest the water. And what will naturally happen is you are your body is going to have to attune to the frequency of the water, right? The water can't exist in your body at a separate frequency than like your body has to rise to the frequency of the water basically is what I'm trying to say. So it's a very good energetic hack because your body is mostly water. So when you're thinking those thoughts, even though you're putting it into your glass of water, it's also happening to your body. And then you're ingesting the blessed water and it's going to help raise your vibration. And you can do this every day. And if you do this every day for a year, you will become a self-loving person and you'll be like, wow, I didn't have to do all those complicated things. I just blessed my water every day and my vibration gradually and genuinely just creeped up a little bit every day. 
Hi, I'm Chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini Mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high-vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on StarseedKitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. Do you ever write words on your water bottles or your glass jars? You know, I don't, but it would work if you do that. If people like doing that and they want to do it, I would definitely recommend it. What I used to do a lot was write affirmations on my mirror or Mm -hmm. – you can use like Crayola markers, not permanent markers. If you use like the regular Crayola markers, just like that kids use, they come off pretty easily with like mirror, like glass cleaner. So you can write like on your sliding doors, on your windows, on your um, on your mirrors, little reminders or affirmations. But I have not written words on my water, but it makes sense. It would definitely work. Yeah, I've done it before. I took a permanent marker. Um, and I wrote some positive words on a large glass water bottle that I would always take to my client's house for cooking. I would always take that water for me to drink. Um, yeah. And it does last, but the, the permanent marker does come off glass. So yeah. Yeah. I then, you know, went through phases or I go through phases where I write sticky notes and I paste them to the glass of the glass jar. Um, you know, it's one of those things that comes in and out. Um, but after this conversation, I'm feeling motivated to write the positive words onto my water bottles again. It's I mean, kind of this, a nice just, this sounds like a million dollar idea for any entrepreneurs out there who want to like tackle the water bottle business because <laughs> I haven't seen any water bottles where you could like write messages on them and they would stay or maybe it has like a rotation of words and you could like change it every day and be like today my word for my water is, you know light yeah and it's nice when the when it's clear and you can actually see the water and you write the word over it right that's what that's what helps me that's that's the nice visual seeing the word seeing the water it kind of lights you up every time you see the word again Um, and so you know that energy lights you up and goes back into the water so it's a nice little rotation it's a good little loop little healing loop. I like that. Well, and it's just another way to live so intentionally, right? Because at the end of the day, if you want to live a high vibrational life, there's so many little ways you can incorporate that into your life, like that practice that you're saying. Yeah. When did you first come across the word high vibration, high vibration living, high vibration body? When did that first come into your life? Do you even know? Yeah. Um, I feel like So let me rewind a little bit to my story. So the reason how I got into all of this work was because I was suffering from depression and I was stuck in like a three year long cycle. And I would say that was like my first like spiritual initiation, my my first dark night of the soul. I had another one after that, the first dark night of the soul. And I remember 
when I was on the healing journey and I had already suffered for like three years and I like made this ultimatum to the universe and I was like, I gotta figure out how to enjoy my life again. Like this is not sustainable. I'm going to like commit suicide or figure it out. So I basically was like, okay, I have to figure out happiness. I have to hack my emotions. I gotta like turn this around. And I asked the universe to send me all the right, you know, resources and people and whatever I needed to like get better. I was like, send help. SOS, send the help. And um, one of my friends at the time who just also so happens to be a shaman, of course, he was, I remember listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks at that time. And he's like, oh, you should listen to some Abraham. It's so fun. And I was like, okay. So I started listening to Abraham Hicks at the same time as I was like going to therapy, working with a shaman, um, doing a lot of other mindset work, affirmations and stuff. And that's probably where I heard the term first. I think I think that would be it. Yeah, right when I was coming out of depression. And at that point in my life, I just started learning a lot about energy and emotions and healing and spirituality. And it was all just making so much sense. And it all started working for me so fast. And oh, wow. once I was able to feel better, which I did with all my spiritual and mindset tools that I was learning – I was just like, well, if I can heal myself from depression, like this is powerful stuff that like everybody needs to have access to. So let me just become an author. <laughs> Everyone's like, like who even thinks that as their first thought? But that was me. And so I was like, I'm going to be the next Deepak Chopra. I'm going to be the next Gabby Bernstein. I have to write all the books because that's just the easiest way to reach all the people with this medicine mm. and make it cheap and make it accessible. And that's when I became an author. But I think that's really when I learned the word, the terminology. <laughs> yeah. And then since that term has come out, I mean, I think a lot of people intuitively understand it and know it and feel it and experience it. It's so beautiful to see so much science coming out, backing up what so many of us have known to be true, that we all carry a vibrational frequency. Everything carries a vibrational frequency. They're able to measure that now, and they're measure, able to measure how when you raise your frequency through words, through mindset, through meditation, that health issues, dis-ease just seem to drop away. It's remarkable. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's I think we are moving into really exciting times of so many new ways to think and live and support our bodies. Yeah, and I'm here for it honestly because this dystopian society, I'm not really here for that. I'm more about individuals creating their own heaven on earth and hoping that that translates to, as a society and as a collective, people being happy and loving each other and world peace and food that's not poison. Yep, yep. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, I think the day of reckoning is lasting longer than we'd like. Um, and people are slowly getting on the train, but they're getting on the train. And I think we all are getting to move into a new reality should we so choose to. Yeah, and honestly, what's coming to me now as we talk about this in frustration is like this higher perspective of this is like if people didn't need this to wake up, it wouldn't be happening. Like all of this dystopian society, all the war, the broken money, the broken food, everything that's wrong right now is actually necessary in order to get to the higher vibrational 
life and living. So here we are in the transition. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the transition, are there anything that you're doing in your morning and evening routine as you're settling into married life, as you're setting into new puppy life? Are there set things in stone that you do every morning and every evening that help you stay on track? Yeah. So great question. I'm actually someone who thrives more in like variety than routine. So I don't have like a specific like this is my five-step regimen every morning. But what I do every morning is my husband and I do this thing where we make a pretzel with our bodies. So we have to force ourselves to snuggle. Like no matter if we're like in a loving mood or not in a loving mood, we basically make the human pretzel for like 10 minutes in bed. That's our new like routine. So no matter the mood, we have to make the pretzel. So we do the pretzel. And then first thing I usually do is drink water and eat food because I wake up starving. Like I have a fast metabolism, sleeping through the night. I feel like I'm just like so hungry and then I wake up and I'm like okay I need the food so I nourish myself drink the water you know take the puppy out maybe I'll snuggle with the puppy so a lot of snuggling a lot of food a lot of water (laughs) and then it depends like if I'm in the mood and I'm feeling really mentally alert I might start just going straight into some work but if I'm feeling more like I need to nourish my body in that moment I might go work out so Mm -hmm. the day kind of it, I let I let myself decide the day in the moment, and I'm like, okay, what would be the most supportive and nourishing and exciting and fun and fun for me right in this moment today? Um, and then I just kind of let the day unfold from there. But some things that I have been doing um, pretty consistently most nights is some form of like body self care or some sort of guided meditation. So I have a gua sha that I've been using like on my face and it feels so good to just like massage and do the drainage. And like I hold a lot of tension in like my forehead and my eyebrows and my scalp. So I'm just like giving myself all the love there. And then I have a massage gun, which I call the punching gun because it's like, you know. So I have a punching gun and I use that to just like, you know, relax my body, put some magnesium on my feet. And I love to listen to guided meditations at night because my brain is like tired and it's hard to maintain focus. So for someone to guide me through like a visualization or a practice or some energy work is nice. So those things I do pretty consistently almost every day but really the days they they vary but there's usually a lot of working out eating good there is meditating not as much as I would like because it's been harder with the puppy because he's so needy and adorable and he always wants to play and he's always crying if I'm not playing with him and then if he's sleeping I'm like oh my god I gotta do work right you gotta get that work in when they're sleeping so meditation has been lower on the list than I would like but normally without the puppy I would be meditating a lot Blaming the dog. Classic. (laughs) You'll get back on the train soon enough. Soon Mm. enough. Fingers crossed. He is finally, like, understanding the concept of the potty training. So we're making breakthroughs. We're making breakthroughs. (laughs) Well, you have done over 200 episodes of your podcast, High Vibing It. Um, You've had so many amazing guests on. Are there any lessons from some of the guests you've brought on this year that you continue to kind of think about and reflect on? Mm. Yeah. The thing that always gets me, like no matter who we talk to, whether it's a filmmaker or whether it's a chef or um, a doctor or whether it's a mindset coach or whether it's a healer, it always comes back to self-love. 
is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what we're talking about, the conversation, the problem, the healing solution, even if they don't use the word self-love, it is always that. And I'm just like, man, another thing that self-love is the answer to. It's crazy. So that always makes me laugh and blows my mind slash does not blow my mind because obviously that's why I do this work. I know that it's like basically the answer to everything. But also I've been going down a human design rabbit hole because I didn't know about human design until we started having human design experts on our show, which Mm -hmm. wasn't actually just this year. It's been for a while. Every once in a while we'll have a human design person on, but it's been so fun to go down the rabbit hole, learn about my type, other people's types, my clients' types, and to just have that little tool in the back pocket. Not that I'm like an expert or anything, but I am an enthusiast, I would say, of human design because of people we've had on the show. And I think human design, like many of those modalities that exist out there, it helps you better accept yourself for who you are. And I think it helps with the self-love. It reminds you, like, this is the way you're made. So, like, love it. Like, learn the little idiosyncrasies that, um, and, like, get excited about them. Like, that makes them so uniquely you. Um, And that there's always a way to look at it where it's a positive, not a negative, and use it as a tool that supports you. That's so true because, like, for me, for example, I'm a manifesting generator. So when you're a manifesting generator, you can feel very scatterbrained. You can feel like you're doing too many things at once. You can overwhelm yourself easily. People judge you for not committing to one thing for a long time and sticking with it. And you're just like, don't fit in the box, right? So my whole life, I'll just like be really burdened by the way that I am. And I learned that that's the way that I am. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, let's just embrace this. I'm meant to live out of the box and teach other people how to live out of the box and be multi-passionate like it's cool it's good it's fine (laughs) I understand so I'm a manifester just a straight manifester in human design and my human design is that I am the idea person and then I just share the idea with my people and they go out and execute problem is I don't have the people to execute (laughs) that is a problem for a manifester So it's like you have all these ideas and part of being a manifester is you you can't execute. You have to have other people execute for you. Um, so mo- we're moving through that experience right now. We're all, we're all cursed and blessed by our designs, okay? We're all cursed and blessed by our designs. We'll just put it out there. <laughs> exactly. Well, as we start wrapping up, where can people learn more about you, listen to you, read your books, share all the spaces where people can connect with you? Yeah, oh my gosh, there's so many. But if you just go to KelseyAida.com, that's where you can find everything. So you can find the books there, coaching, retreats, the podcast. The podcast is called High Vibin' It, not to be confused with High Vibing. So it's just Vibin', V-I-B-I-N, apostrophe, space, it, three separate words. Uh, So that's everywhere where podcasts are. Um, We used to do episodes every single week, but now we're doing every other week because I just needed more space in my life. And Lindsay and I's lives are very full. And I kind of felt like maybe if we do less content, it'll be even more special. So we're trying it out. Every other week, high vibe in episodes. And um, yeah, you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram, just at Kelsey Aida, K-E-L-S-E-Y-A-I-D-A. And that's where you can find me. I'm kind of 
kind of everywhere, just trying to help people manifest their dreams, feel better, live their best life, heal exponentially more fast than they thought they could, mm -hmm. and just love themselves through this crazy thing called life, really. Absolutely. It should be a lot more fun. So if you aren't having fun, you aren't playing the game right. So you got to find a coach to help you play the game right. Yeah, let's play it. <laughs> well, can you leave the listeners with maybe one health or wellness tip that they can consider adding into their life? Hmm. Yeah. Let me just breathe and get this good tip. Let's see. What do people need right now? The best tip. Okay, so this is going to sound cliche, but what I'm hearing is it's the little things. So whatever that means to you, whatever is that little thing that makes you feel luxurious, that makes you feel beautiful, that makes you feel happy, that makes you feel peaceful, that makes you feel grounded, whether it's making your fancy morning tea or just doing your three affirmations in your journal, like any little, little thing. It's the little things. And I need to share one more because one is just not enough. Give me a second. Okay. So speaking of high vibrational living, that's actually your natural dominant state. So if you're not there majority of the time, it's just because there's some sort of hindrance or blockage, but it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. So I would say don't take your vibrational don't take your vibration personally and don't judge yourself if you find yourself in a low vibrational space temporarily because the low vibe comes before the high vibe and that's just a part of the flow. So those are my two tidbits. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Those are fantastic. And thank you for taking a minute to like breathe and really think about what you wanted to share. That was Yeah, fantastic. I was actually asking like, I was like diving into basically like, well, people would call it like the Akashic Records, but I think that's kind of like a trendy term. But basically yeah. just like asking the ethers, asking everyone's spirit team who's listening right now, what is it that this person needs to hear right now that's going to help them the most? So hopefully that resonated with everyone listening. And if it didn't, I'm sorry, because I really tried. So <laughs> <laughs> if it didn't, don't leave her a bad review. <laughs> Comment on the effort. Comment on the effort. <laughs> I really liked Kelsey's episode, but man, that part of the end was lame. <laughs> well, I loved it. It resonated for me. Good. So I'm going to keep sharing it with others. Um, oh, this was such a treat to have you on the show. I'm so happy to know you and connect with you. Um, and I know the listeners gain some, some real valuable tips here today. And so I just really appreciate your time. And um, I look forward to chatting with you more in the future. Yeah, thank you. Me too. I can't wait to have you on High Vibinate. So everyone, make sure to go check out my show, High Vibinate. I'm not sure exactly what number it'll be yet because we haven't recorded, but it'll probably be somewhere in the 20s, 220-something. You'll find Whitney's episode. <laughs> Yeah, and congratulations on getting over 200 podcast episodes recorded. That's an ama amazing feat. It's amazing to meet podcasters who are consistent and have been doing this for a long time. Um, it speaks volumes. So, thank you. Really yeah, impressed. we've been doing it every 
Monday for years. <laughs> Obviously, we do one a week, so you can do the math. It's been a couple years, and we literally just slowed down to one every other week. But we have really not missed, like, any. Even if we take vacations, we pre-schedule, we record the content, and anyone who has a podcast out there listening knows that it is a labor of love because there's a lot of work that goes into the 30 minutes that you hear or the hour that you hear. It's not just only yeah. that time taken to record. So I appreciate the recognition because it is pretty Pretty, pretty miraculous that we've done it for so long and so many episodes but it's because we love it and it helps people like we don't make money from the podcast we just yeah. do it because it's awesome <laughs> exactly it's a great way to learn and expand expand and part of manifestation is expansion and I feel like podcasting should you choose to listen to positive educational uplifting podcasts it will help you expand yep um, with it, expanding your mind, expanding your heart, expanding your energy, expanding your breath, all the expansion. I'm with you. And I'll put your uh, podcast link in the show notes for everyone listening, just to make it easier for you guys to find them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the High Vibration Living Podcast. Please leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are tuning in from to help more listeners like and find this podcast. And if you really loved what you heard today, pay it forward and send this episode to a friend or loved one. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my high vibration foods, organic spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. You can find me and follow along on my chef adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Thanks again for tuning in. Cheers to you and your health. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.